0: Brilliant Misfits, episode 81, The Body Love Method with Emma Paulette. Beautiful, beautiful work that Emma does. She talks about how we can empower ourselves by loving our bodies just as they are instead of going into harsh dieting and Illusions of what our body should look like. She's making a big difference out there in the world of women and young girls and how they perceive themselves. So, do have a listen. It's an excellent episode.
1: Every, you know, so many conversations are around this sense of guilt or I've done the wrong thing, I'm a bad person. And it really distracts women from what they're potentially here to do. Hello
0: and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists, who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful, and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Aisha Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Brilliant Misfits. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to the show and listening to the most amazing women who have found their own way. They found that they haven't really fit into societal norms. And while that could have been a struggle early on, they've always found a way to follow their own path and be brilliant at it. And today is no different. I have a wonderful guest, and I hope I pronounced her last name correctly because I didn't check beforehand, Emma Paulette, And she is the Body Love Coach. She, and Her clients call her a real woman for real women. And she created the Body Love Method to empower women to treat their bodies with love just as they are right now. And I love that, and that's why I wanted her on the show. Now, Emma's passion and her mission is to help thousands of women feel really great about their bodies without harsh diets or exercise programs. And when she's not teaching classes and workshops and empowering her private clients... She is hanging out with her dog, Bonnie, and enjoying a chai latte with a side of gluten-free chocolate brownie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So welcome
0: to the show, Emma. I'm really delighted to have you.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really delighted to be here. Now, as I mentioned before
0: to the listeners that I had to have you on the show because I read something that you wrote about you've never really fit in like growing up and um you know you didn't do the normal things and yet you've created this amazing business called the body love method and that's what I really want to dive into with you and how that came about so the first thing I'm really curious about for our listeners as well is why is it what is different about falling in love with your body versus sort of the punishing body thing that I think is pretty much out there right now.
1: Uh, yeah, I actually think it's a complete rebellion to love your body no matter what it looks like because we are bombarded every single day surrounded by messages about how we should feel not good enough because then there will be things we can buy or programs we can do or, um, you know, people we can follow that can help us feel better about ourselves when actually it keeps perpetuating you feeling not good enough. Um, Because we all have unique, beautiful bodies and we're never going to look like that person on Instagram because only that person can look like that person on Instagram. So I think to decide that you love your body, the way it looks right now, the way it feels right now, everything about your body right now, is actually a massive rebellion and it really does put you in a place where you don't fit in with societal norms. That's my opinion, yeah.
0: So your background as a personal trainer and health coach and yoga teacher, Mm. can you share your own personal journey with your body and how that sort of showed you this, you know, wonderful um, business that you've created to help other women can you share a little bit about your personal journey with that?
1: Yeah. Well, it actually even goes way before that. So I grew up um, doing ballet and things like that. So um, body image, I guess, was quite known to me from a really young age because, you know, was, we were always told to tuck in your tummy and, um, you know, look pretty for the photos and all that sort of stuff when I was doing ballet from a really young age. Um, I remember that too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that help yeah. Suck your tummy in. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's like um, when you look at ballerinas now, and I, I love watching the ballet, but I, I, I get uncomfortable because you sometimes see how frail some of the dancers look. And um, I know they're very strong and I know they're very fit, but I sort of think not everyone's body will ever look like that. So when we're getting told as a child to suck a tummy in, it's kind of a funny thing to be told because it's sort of saying right from a very young age, your body's not right for this. So you need to do something different so that you'll fit in with ballet. So I think that, that early experience really informed me. Um, I had people tell me even in my twenties, oh, Emma, you should learn to suck your tummy in when you have photos taken, (laughs) you know, helpful information like that. Um, So, you know, I've always had a bit of a rounder belly. But then also in my 20s, I had other people saying to me, are you anorexic? So, you know, I I was too skinny sometimes or my tummy was too round other times. So um, I always felt like my body didn't quite fit in. And then um, I fell into work that I didn't like, which was working in um, big multinational corporations that sell health and beauty products. And if you could see me, I'm doing air quotations around (laughs) the words health and beauty, because they're not really promoting health. They're actually promoting um, a lot of the time, what I was talking about before, that feeling of not feeling good enough. So you need to buy this product to feel better. But I worked in that industry for almost 10 years, selling hair care most of the time. Um, And I would say to myself constantly, Emma, this is. I'm not saying You're not saving lives doing this. Why are you making this such an emergency? And we were kind of always encouraged to work really long hours. And you know, it felt like it was life or death, except it was just shampoo. <laughs> so working in in that environment, I got very, very stressed. And coupled with my own insecurity about my body, and so I'd get up early and go to the gym, and then go to this job and stress out all day and worry about what I'd eaten and, um, you know. Did I exercise enough? And, you know, so it was the stress plus my body image issues that were just spiralling me downwards. And um, at one point I ended up in hospital with um, an infection, a very large cyst on my um, ovary. The, the, The cyst was the size of an orange and your ovary is about the size of an almond. And so that had gotten infected and I ended up in hospital and I was just completely run down. And after that, um, about a month later, I found out that I had stage four endometriosis, which had been definitely um, encouraged by my stressful lifestyle, I think. And it also meant that I had another reason to not love my belly (laughs) um, because I was having a lot of pain there, a lot of bloating. It was causing me to be really exhausted. So all of these things kind of helped me decide that I wanted a change in my life. I was living in Sydney far away from my family. Um, I was stressing all the time. And around that time, I happened to go to a boxing class because I thought, oh, boxing, I might end up losing some more weight. That'd be great. So I went to a boxing class, um, but actually fell in love with boxing. I just... I think I had a lot of stress that I needed to relieve and punching things felt really good and (laughs) I got fit and strong really quickly. And within about a month, I decided that this is what I want to do. I want to be a personal trainer. I want to teach boxing. And it was also a way for me to leave Sydney and move back to Western Australia because, you know, I could start again. I didn't have to have another corporate job. I could do something completely different. So I've been a personal trainer for about six years, but when I first started that, um, of course, I was totally in that diet, um, losing weight mentality because that's what we're taught as personal trainers, and that's where I was coming from at the time. So, you know, I thought I'd be helping women by helping them lose weight. I thought that will help women feel confident um, and it will help them live better quality lives. That's what I really believed at the time. And then my endometriosis came back. Um, at the end of 2016 and at the beginning of 2017, I made the difficult decision to have um, a full hysterectomy because the endometriosis was so bad and um, had that surgery. And while I was in the hospital, it was like a divine message was sent to me and I was told, Emma, you've punished your body for too long. Um, it's time to really start loving your body. And I was, it just that message went straight into my heart. Like I just um, really took it on board immediately and started to really treat my body differently. I stopped, stopped thinking about dieting all the time. I stopped thinking I had to do harsh exercise. I stopped weighing myself. I stopped doing all that stuff. But even still with my clients, I was still doing the, you know, quite gently, but still working on weight loss was still a focus until I had a um, business coach um, probably about three or four months after my surgery and she was going through one of my web pages that I'd put together and she was giving me feedback about some photos I'd put on them. And the first photo she looked at, she said, oh, Emma, there's a lot of tummy in this photo. And in my mind I was thinking, wow, there's that whole tummy discussion again. keeps coming up. And then she saw another photo and she goes, oh, that photo looks like a before photo instead of a before and after, you know, it's in a before and after photo. And I I just was, that just didn't feel right to me either. And then there was another photo and she said, oh, this one, I love this one, it looks great. And that photo was about two years old and it was before my last bout of endometriosis and I was a different person. It was before menopause, all those things. Um, and and I This was all sent to me on a voicemail, so I could hear her voice, but it wasn't a conversation we were having. It wasn't a two-way conversation. And I I spent about a week in tears, and at first I thought it was because I was hurt by what she was saying, but then I realised it wasn't that. It was actually that I wasn't talking about myself like that anymore. I hadn't heard myself run down my body in that way in a really long time, and I was actually sort of crying crying. Tears of joy that I'd really, really gotten over all these body image issues that I'd had for so long. And not to say that I don't have a bad day here and there, but you know, I really saw the difference. And I thought, wow, imagine if women, instead of tearing each other down by saying, lose more weight, look different, you're not good enough the way you are, imagine if we all just helped each other feel great about who we are right now and what we do in our lives and not what we look like. And like, looking after our bodies so that we can feel our purpose and do what we're meant to do rather than um, just look good on a web page. And so that's what I did. I sat down for about two months. It took me to really think about what have I done for myself? How did I work through these body image issues and um, low self esteem I'd had for so long and that's how I put together the body love method. Um and that's how I've kind of evolved from just being a normal personal trainer into really encouraging and empowered empowering women to love their bodies right now. Mm. That was a that was a long winded story, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really good. I was completely enraptured with it. And I do feel like, you know, I mean girls and women um we just naturally have this like sort of ingrained focus, so much focus on body image. And if we're going to focus on our body, then it would be really good to do it in a positive way. And what I wanted to ask you, because um, I know like most personal trainers, and you have even done this yourself as a personal trainer and a coach, is focused on dieting and, and all of that, which you mentioned and how punishing it can be. And um, so what is it with the body love method that helps women um, be empowered about their body rather than punishing?
1: I think there's a few things. One is uh, I think, you know, choosing to have a coach that thinks that way means that the person wants to be coached that way, if that makes sense. So I think when people decide to be, to, to do the body love method or have something to do with the body love method, they've made that decision already that they want to get rid of the old diet culture and try something new. Mm. So I think that's the first step. But I think it's also that, um, the body love method really is, I guess a formula for sort of radical self care. And I think, um, I, I think there's a real correlation between self esteem and self care. So I think, we do need to have a fairly high self-esteem to decide that we're worthy of good self-care but I think we need that really good self-care to feel like we have good self-esteem so I think when people start the body love method they tend to feel quite low and um, not very empowered and not very confident in themselves but as I said they've made that decision that they want the change so Um, what happens I usually do the method as a 12-week program is that over that three months they learn all these little tools of self-care that they can actually fit into their life and then as they develop these practices then their self-esteem starts to grow and then they want to do more self-care and then they get more self-esteem and I think that's how um, the body love method works and that's how it builds women up.
0: Mm. Yeah and I think you know, there's a lot of um, advertising out there. And basically, the underlying message the sort of subliminal message that women often get is that yeah, you're not enough, you're not enough, just as you are. And, you know, that's so prominent and prevalent that even without knowing it we're we're digesting that ingesting that all the time that we're not enough and so it erodes one's self-esteem and self-belief so i love what you're saying about how that ties in the self-care helps build the self-esteem and really getting to love who you are for what you are and your body and all of that
1: yeah yeah it's it's really important but you know i think the hardest thing is making that decision at the beginning and um, you know I obviously there's lots of people that look at my Facebook posts or Instagram posts and um, love what I'm saying but I think it takes a long time and a bit of guts to actually decide you want to make that change because it's as you just said it's everywhere like if you if you just listen to and unfortunately it is mostly women but I think men are starting to get on board with this too but if you hear people like at cafes or whatever and it's like oh i shouldn't be eating this or um you know oh i better go to the gym later on or and every you know so many conversations are around this sense of guilt or i've done the wrong thing i'm a bad person um and it really distracts women from what they're potentially here to do which you know whatever their purpose in life is if you're perpetually feeling you're not good enough and if your conversations are always about how you've done the wrong thing when it comes to eating or um, exercising, it's just a big distraction. Um, and I get I get frustrated and upset <laughs> when I hear women talking that way um, because it's just a waste, such a big waste of our time. I and
0: think. energy. I think there's so much energy put into that when truly our energy – would be so much better focused on enjoying life. I mean, that's what we're here for, to enjoy life. And and um, that's why I love what you're doing, because I think what you're doing is bringing the joy back into people's lives and mainly women. But I think that's really important. And to see that distinction that you're spending all this energy on focusing on feeling guilty and whatnot, and instead of just really enjoying every moment of your life. And I know you said something too about um, you know how once you do start to enjoy your life, your your business it really gets much more support. Can you talk a little bit about that? How that was for you?
1: Yeah, because I um I found when I was doing the old style personal training um, I think it's kind of like I'm one of many people that are exactly the same, right? So it was really difficult to stand out from the crowd when you're just doing normal personal training like everybody else. And it wasn't until, and it's not like I contrived all of this to try and change my business. It was actually really interesting that once I fell in love with my own body, made this decision for myself, started to talk about this with you know, current clients and then started to talk about it externally to a bigger audience. Um, It's just really fascinating. I guess people can can tap into that energy of authenticity and passion that I have now compared to before I think I was just doing, saying what I felt like I should be saying. And I think people can really get that. There's a difference in energy, I think, around that. So I think that's been the biggest change is once now that I'm talking about something that I actually truly and utterly believe in, um, it attracts people that feel the same way. Mm. Um, is that is that what you mean?
0: Yeah, it is. And also, and also I think, you know, when we're talking about how much energy and focus is spent on like feeling guilty and not enough and um, we don't even realize that that's what's going on. Mm. But once one, does start to take care of themselves and really honor themselves and their self-esteem builds, then whatever they're meant to be doing, whatever that purpose, that dharma, whatever you call it, that someone comes into into the world to, you know, give their gift, that becomes more available because all the energy of focusing on something that is is like going the opposite way or is not really what your purpose is, gets freed up. And then you would discover like, oh, I am passionate about this, something that you wouldn't even have discovered because you're focusing too much of your energy on, you know, all the, the things that society sort of, con, you know, condones or, you know, is acceptable to just talk like that and say, oh, I'm feeling really naughty, I'm having this piece of, you know, chocolate cake or whatever it is, you know.
1: Yeah. 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 And I think there's, um, I I find it really hard to articulate this, but I think there is a very, I mean, similarity with like the law of attraction around, like abundance and money as there is with your health kind of thing. Like if you're constantly um, focusing on what you shouldn't be having and the guilt that you feel, that's what you attract more of. Whereas when you start to focus on how good eating your gluten-free chocolate brownie makes you feel, you're feeling good about stuff and you feel even better about the next thing that comes along. And that's, yeah, that's where new ideas are generated and you start to um, open up and, yeah, yeah completely amazing new things can come into your life because you're, you're, you know, you're in a high vibe situation and you're feeling good and that's what you get back to you. So I think, yeah, it makes a huge difference when we can let go of all that guilt and, and, um, and frustration and, and sadness and not feeling good enough because it sort of really opens us up to what yeah, the possibilities and what could be available to you. It's huge.
0: It is. You articulated that really, really well. It's oh, good. Really, you did and it's such an important point and I know that you're a yoga teacher as well and so am I and I think part of the practice is that you do really get into your body when you do yoga you feel everything yeah. you know and it starts to feel good because you know when you're more flexible when you're moving in that gentle way when you're really present with your body something happens and um it's, you know, that's just one thing that can, I think, helps people to honour their body and become more sensitive to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I think the other thing that's a bit prevalent, it's a really funny dichotomy, because we are told that we're not good enough, and you know, buy all these products, and you'll feel better. And the other side of things is that Um, everything can be a quick fix you know so this same kind of marketing machine are kind of like lose 10 kilos in 30 days or um, you know Mm. get instantly smoother skin or and it's all instant and I think you know part of what the body love method teaches part of what yoga teaches us is that you know beautiful things can take really can take a bit of time and that's okay you know it's definitely part of the journey that is you know the journey is what we're here for. It's there isn't a destination until you know you pass away, really. That's the only destination we can be sure of. And so, enjoying every little bit and enjoying the discomfort, and understanding that like there will be discomfort when you're up leveling and making life feel better, but that's part of the journey and that's part of the fun. Um, I think we're all being conditioned to believe that everything should happen quickly and there shouldn't be any pain. and there's not, you know, you shouldn't be comfort eating and you shouldn't, you know, there's something wrong with feeling discomfort, I think. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I see that with, with my clients in the 12 week program, usually around sort of week four or five, they kind of have a big dip and it's something that we do talk about. The, the last part of the body love method is kind of about up leveling and how, when you start to feel really good, you start to think, well, what's next? How, what can I do next to feel really good? And you start to understand that there's always something else, you know, you, you don't get there. You kind of go, oh, I'm this good. I want to get even better. Mm. But usually around the middle part, you're kind of like, oh, I don't like how this feels. I don't, um, you know, it feels unnatural to feel this good almost. <laughs> I want to go <laughs> back to the old me. Um, and that's that's really common too. That's part. That's part of the whole thing. That's so interesting,
0: isn't it? Yeah. It's really interesting. And and I think like it the real empowerment is when you get to that equanimous place where the discomfort and the pleasure is pretty much like equal. Like you're not seeking to get away from discomfort and you're not seeking to get more pleasure. You're just kind of allowing the flow of life, which is all of that, to just yeah. happen. And let it flow and enjoy, you know, and if it's in discomfort, then you have your tools that I'm sure you help people with. And and then, you know, if you're in pleasure to just enjoy it, like they don't have to have more.
1: Yeah. That's right. And like one of the overarching principle of the Body Love Method is this idea of allowing versus achieving. I think health and our bodies have become another thing we have to achieve everything's measured by numbers, yeah. you know, like what's your blood pressure and what are your cholesterol levels and what's your weight and everything's a number. Um, and when, when we're trying to achieve like that, when it comes to our bodies and our health, it just takes all the pleasure out of it. And it's also a pass or fail. So, you know, I've got this beautiful client who to me, I think her body looks beautiful. She's so fit, so fit. She works as a principal for a school, but she's also a um, owns a farm, so she does a lot of farm work as well. So she's really busy. So sometimes she's tired, and you would be if you like had a full time job plus you do you know you do something with hundreds of sheep over a weekend. She does I don't know what she does because I'm not a farmer, but you know she's really strong and fit. Um, she also has a little bit of high um, high blood pressure, and you know, her doctor's saying that she probably needs to go on medication for that. And, oh, by the way, you should lose nine centimeters around your your waist. And it's like, this woman is fit. Mm. You know, she is healthy. She's not even a large body. Like, let me tell you, she is not at all. And I get frustrated that, you know, her doctor is telling her nine centimeters off your waist is going to be, makes her a healthy person. Mm. And, you know, and this judgment. So, yeah, allowing yourself to notice, I'm a fit person. I I feel tired because I've had a big day. You know, that doesn't mean you're there's something wrong with you. It just means that you've had a big day sometimes. You know, some people are feeling tired all the time and there's things they could do to help themselves. But I think yeah, the body love method is more about focusing on how we allow ourselves to feel good rather than chasing it down and trying to achieve it all the time. Mm.
0: I really like that. I really mm. like, I think it's like you could apply that to everything in life, you know, like those two yeah. words. Are you allowing or are you? are you trying to achieve and not that there's anything wrong like there's no good or bad but it just is like a checkpoint for oneself to say am i allowing or am i pushing trying to achieve because that pushing trying to achieve sometimes you need that last push like you know i imagine i haven't had children but i imagine like you know you need that last push to achieve the birth but like on a steady diet of that it's not so healthy
1: yeah exactly right Mm. i agree Mm. Mm. Hmm. so I
0: I know that um you also have mentioned before about how it would make you happy to be out of a job (laughs) and I want you you to just tell tell the listeners what you mean by that as a body love method coach what do you mean you'd be happy to be out of a job
1: well uh, it's funny I have said that around my clients before and they're like no no (laughs) because I take because of the classes I teach but um what I mean is I'd love not to have to t- coach any woman to love herself and love her body. I'd I love that to be an innate thing where we grow up and love the body that we have. Um, and really interestingly, um, there's a great book called Body Positive Power by um, Megan Jane Crabb. She's on Instagram, um, Panda. I think her name is. I'll give you the link. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, great. But she's, um, she's a massive body positivity um, advocate or activist and she's written this great book. And in it they talk about um, this specific island in Fiji where they didn't get television until the 90s or something, so they hadn't watched any kind of external media until the 1990s. And they did a study on the, the teenage girls there and prior to television they were all so proud of their stocky big builds because that's how the Fijians are and you know they're all proud of having a hearty appetite and really loving food and you know just loving themselves Um, and there'd been one reported case of anorexia in um, Fiji before that um, before television. Within three years of television just three years of television um something like 70 percent of the girls were on diets because they didn't like the size of their bodies anymore and there was this huge number of girls who had been reported with anorexia and bulimia that was within three years of television right so what that what that proves to me and what it proves is that a we aren't born hating our bodies you know, like we aren't born deciding that skinny is better or strong is better or whatever. We're not born that way. In fact, I have a um, nephew who's about 13 weeks old and we all like going, What is he? has he put on more weight yet? Look at those big round chubby cheeks. Look at all those little grooves in his skin, you know, like so you're not born thinking that people should be a certain way or we don't think that of, you know, children. But then um, – as we grow older and as we consume these thousands and thousands of messages we see every week about not just not just the overt messages of um of advertising but even the fact that on on the media you know everything most of the women are portrayed as beautifully skinny and you know most of the men are really strong and usually the overweight people are the kind of comedy people or they're the bad people and all of these things are just in our minds always so what I would love there to be one day in the world is that we that all shapes and sizes are depicted on television and that we don't have so many products out there that are trying to make us um, not like ourselves so we'll buy them and instead there's more empowering things out there and so that then maybe one day women don't feel so badly about themselves and they don't need me. <laughs> so that's that's what I want. <laughs> that's a beautiful, beautiful wish. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> and, the, and the truth is, is like the more that women, and especially mums out there, the more that they get it and the more that they start to love their bodies, they're imparting that to their daughters, you know, like mm. that your body is perfect and, you know, just as it is and you know I think a lot of times if mums are you know focusing so much on their body image that just that just gets passed down and it just keeps going and going and going and going and I like you would love to see that stop I mean I would love to see women just enjoy their bodies enjoy the food live healthily you know there's so many ways you can live healthy that doesn't mean you have to have a flat belly and you
1: know (laughs) yeah um yeah and feel guilty about anything as well because I think exactly I think we're giving away too much of our power when we think if I don't follow this specific diet I'm going to be unhealthy I think you know, our bodies know what's good for us, and as much as I love my gluten-free brownie, if I only ate gluten-free brownies, I wouldn't be feeling so good, right? I needed, I would need something else, and my body would tell me that. But I think we also have this problem in the world that we don't feel in touch with our bodies. We're too busy, um, you know, running our businesses or um, looking after the kids or um, slaving away at, at the office from nine till um you know nine to six every day that we don't notice how our body feels anymore so the food just gets shoved in or the exercise if it happens um is just as quick you know mm. is just happening because it has to happen not because we like the way it feels so i'd love people to get more in touch with how they actually feel in their body and then they'd be able to make probably better decisions for themselves as well Absolutely. It's all about really being present with your body. Yes.
0: You know, I mean, because I love yoga and I've taught it for many years, I know that that helps people to really get in touch with the feelings, like how they're feeling, how does this feel, the sensations in their body. And really there's so much wisdom there if we listen. Um, yeah, We can be guided. We don't need an outside guide, you know. We just need to get on the right track of listening to our own inner guidance and it will show us everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. I agree. Mm.
0: So now, Emma, like if someone that's listening wants to get in touch with you and they're curious about your Body Love Method program, what's mm. what's the best way for them to find out more?
1: Well, um, you could go to my website. Um, so my old personal training business name was Blue Sky Vitality. So the website's blueskyvitality.net. And on the front page of that um, of my page is of my website is a video that I've just actually had made, which is probably about um, ten or twelve minutes long. Just a bit, a bit more about me and how I work. And then there's also a link there if they'd like to book a free body love consultation to have a chat to me. But there's also um, lots of freebies on my website, lots of blog posts, lots of different things you can look at before you need to get in touch with me. But um, yeah, probably going straight to the website's the best idea. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. So I'll have that link on the show
0: notes. I'll also link up that um, book that you mentioned and any other links that you'd like to share on the show notes of the podcast. And so one last thing, Emma, if there's something that like if you could just like hold the hands of a woman right now who is not feeling so in love with her body, what would be one little sage piece of um, advice or a tip that you could leave with them today?
1: I think um, uh, I would just ask them to think about making that first decision, which is to that you want to love your body. So it doesn't mean that you have to love it today. but Make a decision that you want to be that little rebel and love your body the way it is. And there's so many different ways that you can do that, but I think the first step is deciding that's what you want and to let go of Um, decide that you want to start letting go of the way we've been programmed and instead take back control of how you feel about yourself so please just yeah think about making that one little decision today that your body is worthy of love exactly as it is right now
0: Mm, beautiful beautiful words it's something I could play that last bit over and over and over again (laughs) (laughs) cool (laughs) Great. Thank you so much, Emma, for coming on and sharing that beautiful message about loving your body and for creating such a beautiful program, Body Love Method. I think that is just brilliant and just the best,
1: best success to to you. Thank you so much for having me as well.
0: Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoy Brilliant Misfits podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. For more on being true to you and living a mindful, creative life, asiakennedy.com.